0: Do you got a doodle? We have a doodle. And uh, the thing with doodles is they've got some very peculiar mannerisms. Um, Well, I'll just have to play you uh, a recording. This is our doodle eating. Certain things are worth repeating and WP Barista dropped a little bit of gold on us. The advice that she gives her kids great alright here's a little quiz what bit of gold did WP Barista drop on us in 5 4 3 2 1 alright it was the, the bit of advice was and still is your circumstances do not have to dictate your attitude Man, I just changed the quote. Okay, that's the gist of the quote. Hopefully, my changing of the wording hasn't messed it up any. <laughs> Integrity Radio. See, it's stuff like this is why I'm on Anchor. You know, I was hoping, and and still hope, that my students would be more active on Anchor... And um, drop bits of gold, much like many of you strangers, for for all intents and purposes, are doing. I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, WP Barista shared something with us. And it echoes our first rule of Wing Chun is appreciate all things. You know, and it's port- and very important to hear these things in different ways. It's sort of like the Buckminster Fuller effect, where I will say something and create a point, And then those points will be um, supported over and over again. If you've ever read Buckminster Fuller's uh, Synergy, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, the whole book is just points the same point being represented many different ways so he's saying the same thing but many different ways and it's just a phenomenal way of thoroughly trying to see something as accurately as you can I think the important thing here is not to um, confuse the term appreciate with like You don't have to like the experience, but by all means, we should still appreciate the experience, appreciate all experience. And to say that in a different way, in many different ways, is so valuable. Here's a woman I've never met before. Chances are, she's never trained in Wing Chun or any martial art, perhaps. But yet, here she has found a bit of advice that is so valuable. That she is able to hand over to her children. And she says it like this. Your circumstances don't have to dictate your attitude. Which is, again, another way of saying appreciate all things.
1: How about you? Do you have another way of saying this? You mentioned loving restraints and also constraints are super valuable. Restraints are more of something that's available that you have to restrain yourself from making use of, whereas constraints are removing the temptation completely so you don't even have to exercise self-control. The example being uh, you show restraint in the grocery store to not buy the goodie so you don't have to exercise restraint every day at home. That is an example of constraining your options so that you don't have to expend energy in the long term. So creativity flourishes with constraints, whereas self-control is exhausted through restraints.
0: Thanks, Johnny. Uh, Constraint and restraint. Interesting, interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm awake enough to uh, dissect the difference, but... Um, I will. My main question is, is the difference significant and profound enough? In fact, before I put too much brain power to it, maybe you can state um, the uh, difference between the two terms and why you would not want to confuse the two.
1: All right, thanks. I hope to hear more on this. Jerry Andrus, oh my god, he is amazing. I got to hang out with him at the amazing meeting and kind of be his right-hand man to get him where he needed to go, do what he needed doing, and the entire time I was just struck with how curious he was. He just nonstop. now isn't this interesting? Now think about this. It was just non-stop interest about weird stuff about science, how people think, how you see the world. You just, I've never met anybody else like him.
0: Wow. Well, I had no idea that you met Jerry as well. Um, that must have been right towards the end of his life. Um, again, which speaks volumes of Jerry because, um, yeah, right up to the end, <laughs> he was just curious right up to the end. How incredible. Yeah, one of my favorite stories that Randy tells uh, about, well, really, it's a story that was told to Randy, um, but it was the guy, and I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the guy and who who it was, um, that was with Jerry when he passed away, but Jerry's last words um, were to his friend, uh, you'll have to excuse me, I'm a little tired, <laughs> and then he passed away. Amazing. Cool, thanks for uh, sharing that with with us, Johnny. Anyone that was graced with the presence of Jerry Andrus was, uh, oh, let's just use the words, blessed. All right, I can't use that word. Very fortunate. There we go. Hi, Z here. Can you really see things when they're measured with isms. Does the spectrum of a rainbow really have those increments, those ists, those isms? You know, with some people, it's as if the only time the increment is blurred is between the lines of teaching and false intellectual indulgence. With popularity, comes accountability to those who know better to those who need not the validation of being light beware my friend the best liars shroud themselves in truth okay a quick rant it's all about management and building strong communities you know there's all kinds of people out there we just need to Put them together and um, manage them uh, properly, you know, social engineering. So uh, we need, there's a lot of people out there like to fight, right? Let's get all the people like to fight and then let them fight, right? Uh, There's a lot of people that um, like to do a lot of weird shit. So let's just get all those people together and um, let them do their weird shit. I guess that would be called Burning Man, but you know. It's it's too exclusive. There's way too many people that need to uh, be out there doing their weird shit. There are people out there that want to do nothing but focus on their love for uh, a messiah from out in the desert in the Middle East during a predominant illiterate time and sing praise to all the abstract constructs. Let them get together all in one place. Oh, let's say Mississippi and the surrounding areas. There are people that love garbage. Let them be the garbage man. Or woe man, right? Okay, Luna is very, very concerned. Let's see what it is. That's her concern. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but there's people that want to be killed and there's people that like to kill. Those people kind of need to go to the same place and, uh, you know, have fun. Have at it. There are people out there that sort of want to be left alone and want to leave other people alone. Of course, they should all be living in Hawaii. And since this is a incoherent rant... Um, if you're not rich, you shouldn't be living in Hawaii. However, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in Hawaii that aren't rich, that should be rich. My Kung Fu instructors in Hawaii are a prime example of individuals that should be rich beyond their wildest dreams. Bill T, what are you doing? What are you doing? Huh? Saying good morning. Saying good morning? Yeah. Alright, say good morning.
2: Good morning. What
0: are you going to do right now? Take care of business? Yeah. Alright. Okay, and to continue with my incoherence. Uh, man, I am trying to encode this one video and it just won't encode. Other videos will encode. Uh, you know, that text encoding that we got. But this one just will not encode. Uh, I mean, it will show up, but then when I try to post it, it it just won't, uh, won't, won't do a thing. All right, if you pardon me, just, just for a second here. Uh, Nothing like a bunch of fresh negative ions. Don't ask me what negative ions are. I'll only look it up for the 10,000th time and then forget. It's supposed to be good for you, sort of like electrolytes. Speaking of liars, did you know that there's such a thing as an honest liar? Well, in reality, anyone that is telling a story um, is a liar. But the moral of the story may not necessarily be a lie. In fact, in order to communicate a truth, most often we have to tell a story or a lie um, or some sort of abstract of that truth, such as mathematics, music, art or dance. Well, one of my favorite honest liars just had a birthday and uh, we'll actually be seeing him soon. Uh, Randy has just turned, oh, I don't know, 400 years old or something. I don't know. He's a superhuman. Well, just in case you've been living under a rock, they actually made a movie called An Honest Liar, which is a movie about uh, my dad. I like to call him Daddy. Yeah, every time I see Randy, that's what I do. I say, Daddy. (laughs) He's actually my foster dad. But anyway, they made a movie about him, so check out this trailer. If I thought that any of this would be used... I would abandon the film entirely.
2: Gentlemen,
3: I'm the Amazing Randy. The Amazing Randy. The Amazing Randy. Ta-da.
1: A conjurer, a prestidigitator, large cheat, and fake. The life of Harry Houdini reads very similar to the life of James Randy.
4: If you're going to get your head cut off, you go to the best guy. <laughs> amazing Randy was the best guy.
3: Randy, you've been going around the country trying to debunk those who say that it's psychic power.
4: I can't
5: figure that technical term. Oh, yeah, I suppose. What I do is bending or breaking objects. Murray Geller pulled the pants off them. It was astonishing. Bend.
6: Look.
0: Can you do the spoon bending trick? Does Dolly Parton sleep
5: on her back? <laughs>
6: <laughs> do you know how many times Randy tried to
5: ruin my career?
7: You've been taking a lot of medication.
3: Peter Popoff is a very dangerous man.
7: In the name of
2: Jesus!
3: Popoff just seemed to be able to hear the voice of God and know all about people.
2: John 3784.
3: He wondered how he got the information. I dressed as a security guard. I appeared in
0: disguise. Randy is trying to say, this is a big hoax. Da. I'll take two A's right The man that puts the
2: fear of God into all those psychics.
4: The easiest way to be bigger than yourself is to lie. It
3: was
1: terrified. A man who's devoted his whole life to uncover real deception has at the center of his life a deception.
4: Only one of these people is sworn to tell the truth. What a situation.
0: No matter how smart or well-educated you are, You can be deceived.
1: Emotions are a barometer of how well your needs are being met. And most people use their emotions to justify their actions. Whereas if you use them to inform your actions, you could choose the most effective way to have your needs met. So it's that the emotions come first, the logic comes second. What you choose to do with that is your choice. It's just most people are in the habit of bypassing the choice and running on autopilot with programs that they learned when they were kids.
0: Hi, Johnny, about emotions. I would even go as far as saying that they never even go through the mammalian process or the frontal lobe running on pure emotion. Of course, we see extreme cases of this in the extremely mentally disturbed. You know, that emotional part comes from our reptilian part, that, that sort of rip the throat out of your opponent and, and flaunt your plumage. I would even say that there are a lot of people out there that their logic their so-called logic, is really informed entirely by their emotions. People that separate subjectivity from objectivity,
1: like oil and water. This is in response of the talent and making stuff look easy call-in. There's actually a word for that, sprezzatura, which is being so good at something that you make it look easy, but it is in fact not. Sprezzatura. Constraint is more about an environmental or external limitation, whereas restraint is an internal self-control limitation. So the more that you constrain your environment to limit temptations, the less restraint you have to exercise. So the more you design your environment to be more in alignment with what you want, the less self-restraint you need. So the better your environment, the better and easier it is for you to do what it is you want to do instead of having to constantly battle yourself and restrain your bad choices.
0: Okay, regarding internal, external, uh, constrain and restrain, what is the value? In other words, if I were to switch those terms around, um, what would be the detriment
7: the only connection between your unquestionable intelligence and the sickness destroying your family is that everyone in your family you included use intelligence to justify sickness you seem to alternate between viewing your own mind as an unstoppable force and as an inescapable curse and i think it's because the only truly unapproachable concept for you is that it's your mind within your control You chose to come here, you chose to talk, to belittle my vocation, just as you chose to become a pickle. You are the master of your universe, and yet you are dripping with rat blood and feces, your enormous mind literally vegetating by your own hand. I have no doubt that you would be bored senseless by therapy, the same way I'm bored when I brush my teeth and wipe my ass. Because the thing about repairing, maintaining, and cleaning is, it's not an adventure. There's no way to do it so wrong you might die.
0: Okay, maybe I'm too stoned or too stupid, but I listened to that last segment at least twice. And uh, I I didn't get it. Maybe it's just because I truly do not accept the premise of a mind. Side rant. Back when I used to perform mime out on the streets. At the end of my performances, I would break character and speak. And, of course, the thing I would say. Thank you for watching my show. And, ladies and gentlemen, remember, a mime is a terrible thing to waste. And then I'd pass the hat around. And I realized that the definition, or at least the common definition, is is the mind is what uh, is the function of the brain. So the the brain doing stuff is what the mind is. That doesn't say anything. And in fact, I think it's ignoring the body's role. Oh shit, am I a narcissist? Am I not getting the joke? Can all I see is my narrow-minded perspective? Stay tuned as Johnny perhaps elaborates on his last segment. Here on Integrity Radio. And remember, a mime is a terrible thing to taste. I mean waste.
6: For today's guest. Today I'm speaking with Gavin De Becker. Gavin is widely regarded as our nation's leading expert on the prediction and management of violence. He's the best selling author of The Gift of Fear and several other books on violence prevention. His work has earned him three presidential appointments, and he's been on the president's advisory board at the U.S. Department of Justice. He's also worked with the Governor of California. He's worked with universities, corporations, celebrities too numerous to name. His first book, The Gift of Fear, was a number one New York Times bestseller and is now published in 19 languages. And Oprah Winfrey dedicated a full hour on her show to commemorating the 10th anniversary of that book. So Gavin has been extremely influential in how we think about violence, really at every level, from domestic violence to workplace violence to stalking incidents with celebrities, acts of terrorism, assassination, there's really no form of violence you can think of that Gavin hasn't weighed in on at some point. He's worked with security at schools, so it's really its really the, the full footprint of violence in our society and how it deranges human life. Gavin has made a study of this, and his advice in this area is extremely good. So I've been a student of Gavin's for many years. He's handled security for me at my events, and he's just a, a great source of expertise on this topic. Gavin was very generous with his time here. I think he was talking to me from as far away as Fiji. But with the miracle of the internet, we got together. And now without further delay, I bring you Gavin DeBecker. I am here with Gavin DeBecker. Gavin, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, too. Well, I I have really been looking forward to this conversation. I'm a huge admirer of your work. I am a, a fan. I consider you a friend at this point. You are just exactly the person I want to talk to about this issue. So you have handled security for events that I've been at, both organized by me and for me. For many years and i will have introduced you properly before this conversation but your company gavin de becker and associates handle security for like half of hollywood and silicon valley at this point and i see your presence everywhere and many people who may not know that about you know you from your book the gift of fear which is if i'm not mistaken the best-selling book of all time on the topic of preventing violence and you've you've written a, f- a couple of follow-up books a book about specifically protecting kids titled protecting the gift and even more recently you have a book about how protective services of the sort you run prevent assassinations and that's titled just 2 seconds and you've worked all over the place with the state department and the department of justice and corporations and universities and you've really dealt with security, and issues of violence at every level. So my first question, just by way of welcoming you onto the podcast, is how did you come to be in this role? Because you really are, are in a fairly unique position with respect to violence and its prevention.
4: So like everybody, my, my work and my life's path began in childhood. I witnessed and experienced a lot of violence, and uh, I did what children do, which is I learned to predict human behavior for my own safety and for the safety of others. And it's not unique, particularly. There are millions of kids who know that when dad comes home in a certain mood, uh, from work early, with a certain attitude toward the other people in the family, and he sits down and he clicks open a bottle of beer and he looks at you a certain way, there are millions of kids who have learned to know that trouble is coming today. And we are in the business of predicting human behavior, so we predict the behavior of of uh, our siblings and our parents and our teachers and each other. and what I did is by accident or by intent or by fate or destiny, I uh systematized and and really studied the ways in which human beings make predictions, and there's no prediction that is more crisp than the prediction that someone makes about their own safety you could say that of all the remarkable things the mind does uh, it, it brings its greatest resources when the host itself is in danger and so the kinds of things i did at 10 years old in predicting
0: you can listen to the rest of that interview if you click on the title link Now, you've heard just as much as I've heard up to this point, so I'm going to stop, I'm going to listen to this, and I'll talk to you on the other side. One of the things that really draws me to listening to this whole interview is the guy's, his name is Gavin, Gavin's background um, sort of seems to resonate. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy. All right. This is the here's the cheater notes for the Sam Harris, uh, his interview with Gavin De Becker, and uh, this was an especially important interview. So I paid close attention, and here's some cheat notes in case you don't have over two hours to listen to the podcast. Uh, the first thing he talked about was men fearing uh, more than women. Uh, men don't uh, experience fear as much as women do, uh, which um, experience almost constantly. Um, shootings in California, 1,000 shootings per week. Uh, but you know they were looking at the actual statistics, and that's uh, uh, they should. What he was saying is they should be looking at the rate of aggravated assaults, which is uh, actually not that big. Uh, and talking about measuring uh, what's going on around you, as opposed to relying on the statistics, uh, whatever they might be. Um, and in relation to uh, uh, the art of integrity, uh, that would fall in line with the uh, rules, the, the uh, Wing Chun rules, the 12 rules, 12 laws. Um, in relation to brainfulness, brainfulness, yes. Okay, uh, and forgive me for rushing through this, but just need to get it down. Geography, uh, as a ve- the as a venue of violence very interesting they were talking about the geography as uh and the geography and the various venues of violence um one of the interesting things was the idea of inclusion versus exclusion and that you should be slow to include things um but quick to exclude Oh, by the way, this is uh, all regarding Gavin De Becker's book, The Gift of Fear. Okay, something that really excited me was the gut has more brain cells than a dog. And what he's talking about there is our intuition, how we do, to a certain extent, really do need to develop uh, and educate our intuition. Uh, It has more brain cells than a dog. Wow, that's cool. And then Sam busted out with oh you mean the enteric nervous system <laughs> so yes pay attention to your intuition educate your intuition I'm kind of jumping the gun by need to put that out there prosecution of their own feelings yes he's talking about people prosecuting their own feelings and how animals don't do this they just go right with their intuition He gave a a great Lisa Kudrow uh, quote, which I'm going to have to find. And that is um, when asked to go out to dinner, she goes, oh, I'm sorry, what's today, Tuesday? I can't because I don't want to. (laughs) So, yes, and they talked about how dogs react to the way things are. A lot of times owners uh, attribute their dogs with great intuition where actually... um, They're just going on what they know and how things are. So then they went on to talk about um, self-defense in the terms of avoidance, just avoiding things. And again, this goes back to uh, our brainfulness. And uh, they talked about how you shouldn't let political correctness disrupt your intuition. Um, I think I'm calling this the immediate response mechanism. That's the notes that I have down here. <laughs> he talked about some messengers of intuition being curiosity, hesitation, suspicion, dark humor, and fear are all things that are trying to to speak to you. Then they talked about how intuition is not the same as denial. And of course, intuition is much safer than denial. And then talking about quality of life, which equals the choice that you make, your choices of relationships and relationships, meaning all of your relationships, everyone you come in contact with, everyone that you see that sees you, you in some way are in a relationship with them and your quality of life is dependent upon them in some way. Again, uh, the messengers of intuition. So, you know, when do you know that your intuition is being triggered? And again, that's when you, your curiosity is triggered, your hesitation or your suspicion or dark humor or fear. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear. They talked to a great extent about an elevator analogy where you're about to get into a closed space with someone that you don't know and your intuition uh, is set off and how do you respond to that their main advice was to listen to that advice and don't worry about the political incorrectness of the situation i would add to that uh, a bit of acting can go a long way oh damn it i left my keys in the car i gotta go back out of the building and not go into that elevator thank you (laughs) All right, and then they talked about observation and again brainfulness, uh, paying attention to the behavioral or verbal details and cues. One of the things that to pay attention to are uh, what is called the rule of opposites, where um, you measure the favorable against the unfavorable behaviors of a particular person, and this could be done within a split second. can even be done somewhat unconsciously but when someone is violating the rule of opposites and being more um, unfavorable in your expectations of them than favorable uh, then it should be setting off your intuition applying the rules of opposites yeah so expectations at a situation that have been violated clue our intuition the danger of statistics Versus intuition, again, uh, you have to really read the, the, um, the, the situation as in here and now, as it is here and now. So, um, you don't become a statistic, right? So some of the tricks used, unsolicited, unsolicited promises are used to manipulate. Uh, we talked a, a lot about that in, um, at, with magicians and narcissists unsolicited promises used to manipulate all people contact is a relationship so anyone you're in contact with is in a relationship Um, and charming or or being nice is a burr not a trait in other words they were talking about how you should look at someone being charming or nice more as a burr and not as a trait burr meaning a bad thing See, niceness is not the same as goodness, so niceness is a a technique. So again, personality is technique. This is something that they talked a lot about, and this is huge. Personality is technology. Rebuff all unwanted approaches. Personality is technology. And then they talked about the difference between stranger, Versus strangeness, and how we shouldn't be uh, so averse to strangers as much as acknowledging and understanding what strangeness in behavior is, as opposed to a stranger. A little bit of advice that they give to kids, and they'll even give it to adults, which is, if you need help in a situation, if you need help, go to a woman. This is because of the nurturing aspects of women. I'm sure uh, that's not a hard, fast rule, but that probably will help you in a pinch. And then how to deal with aggressors. So they say always do the opposite of your opponent's demands. And then they talked about guns and firearms involved, and they say running away is always good from a gunner. It's always good to run away from a gunner, uh, preferably in uh, zigzag fashion and (laughs) whatnot. You know, a lot of it reminded me of uh, some jujitsu, which is the comply and resist uh, it reminds me of sweep or submit. So you might not be able to resist right away. So you comply and then you resist. And they were talking about the uh, bringing all of your best resources into play in a self-defense situation or in a uh, dealing with violence which is a very Wing Chun sort of thinking, bringing all of your best resources into play. All right, he then went on to talk about something called the universal code of violence and um, and also a style of self-defense training called the impact, um, which is essentially actually fighting somebody that's in uh, protective clothing and uh, protecting yourself that, uh, in full contact, uh, both protecting and, um, a- attacking. Ronnie and I have thought about getting those, uh, outfits or at least one outfit and doing that. That's actually, would be a really cool thing to do. So, I'm pretty sure this universal code of violence was PC. Uh, He's talking about PC, which uh, for him meant privacy and control. And so, if someone gets you into a position where uh, you're private or they have control, then that really spells out your level of vulnerability. So, you have to pay attention. And so, he he made an acronym, acronym for this, which is ACE, which is ACCESS cover and escape um, so uh, that that might be self-explanatory to you um, in times of trouble what do you have access to and then where is the cover where can you take cover and then, how can you escape those should be the three things that you focus on in a um, traumatic Uh, Violent situation. And now they start talking about what we are all about here at Integrity Weight Radio, which is informing your intuition. Boy, that's a big one. So you will be less afraid when you educate yourself. Um, He quoted Abraham Lincoln, the better angels of our nature. Yes. Pre-incident indicators, brainfulness looking for those pre-incident indicators, uh, staying aware. Info is not the cause of anxiety, saying, you know, knowing is not the cause of anxiety. In fact, it's the opposite. Something very, I'm sure, controversial that he said, uh, but it's a good section that he talks about the first time a woman is hit, she she's, is a victim. The second time she is making a choice. To stay and so um, he was warning against calling this sort of thing not a syndrome because if that were a syndrome then you would also be able to call the the abusers uh, problem a syndrome as well so um, that's very interesting it kind of goes along with my 49 to 51 percent blame rule whereas I feel people can only be in a relationship about 49 to 51 percent to blame they went then went on to talk about um how leaving is an option, and it should be um it shouldn't be taught to children that leaving in an abusive relationship isn't an option. Then they went on to res, um restraining orders and how they are good for the police in their reports, but not really necessarily good as a wholesale. Um, solution. They uh, talked about a a statistic that um, and I believe it was in San Francisco in a given year out of uh, 179 of uh, the restraining orders over half of them the situation it worsened the situation and in some of them even deaths. Then they went on to firearms and mostly what they really were focusing on which I, I agree with is storing firearms uh, and of course getting training getting proper training to storing firearms storing uh, bullets uh, firearm training is a must and then you have to prepare which and so having firearms is a huge responsibility if you don't take on that responsibility uh, then you shouldn't really have firearms um and you don't want to become a statistic a statistic uh bullet control uh you sort of like chris rock bullet control is uh, should be the number one responsibility keeping kids number one responsibility keeping kids and bullets away from each other uh good safes and early warning systems uh which uh, very good idea time to wake up then decide to shoot so in other words, having uh, a gun, a loaded gun right by your side while you're asleep, probably not a good idea. Things should be locked up and something that you have to, you know, take a second or so to get to before you start shooting. So and uh, they throw a statistic out there, more people are killed by toddlers than terrorists. How's that? Did you hear that? More people are killed by toddlers. They get their hands on guns than terrorists. That's insane. Um, You can also see or uh, hear Sam's podcast called Riddle of the Gun, um, where he goes into great depth on his views on firearms. And uh, Gavin actually called sam's podcast on the gun riddle of the gun a nuanced view and i got to thinking a nuanced view isn't a polarized view um just in general and uh, tissue damage they kept referring to getting shot uh as tissue damage as opposed to um getting shot um semantic in regards to a lot of people most people get shot don't get killed they just receive a great amount or a certain amount of tissue damage Um, then they went into the future of weaponry um, specifically weaponized drones and remote control um, especially body armor talked about the evolution of um, of, of weapon, weapons and killing from close quarters to uh to bludgeoning with rocks and then uh, cutting with swords and uh all being sort of proximity and then we got into this long distance tools such as arrows and uh, even poison right and and uh, then of course bullets and rockets and uh, those sorts of things and so uh with more, uh, your, that more use that promoted more use when you didn't have proximity, when you didn't have to be right there, when you can do the killing from afar that has created a lot more of, um, that sort of willingness to go out and kill. Um, video collective pitch drones. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A little note to check out collective pitch drones and swarming drones because they're coming and they're, well, they're here. They're not coming. And the last thing that they wrapped everything up with, which is funny because uh, Ronnie had touched on this, uh, on uh, some segments that she did a couple days back, which is celebrity worship and um, the effect that assassinating celebrities has on society. And um, and how the media really eats up the backstory of the criminals um, that, um, that commit these crimes. Uh, essentially for the sake of notoriety. Or often perhaps in the sake of uh, notoriety. And wrapping it up with the unwanted pursuit. Any sort of unwanted pursuit. Um, that's the sort of thing that, uh, celebrities sort of, um, nurture is, uh, at a certain point, some unwanted pursuit. All right. That's about 20 minutes. Actually, that's over two hours condensed into 20 minutes for you, my dear listener. If you're really interested, if uh, any of these topics you feel um, I didn't explain them enough, definitely go listen to the interview. The link is on the text, the uh, title from a few segments back. You can also look it up on YouTube, Sam Harris living in the age of violence. Or was it living with violence? You'll find it. All right, here we are on the other end. What do you think? What's your thoughts? What are you stinking? What are your thoughts on violence? Thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. All right, I think I held myself back long enough. Ladies and gentlemen, Night by the Melvins.
3: when People call natural when I was young. The natural related to a state before these great changes occurred, where we were supposed to say we were inherently remote from other human beings, and way you can get the other human beings. And all the customs had been developed over millions and millions of years of, of tribes and, and communities being isolated one from the other. The, how we got onto one another, seeing everybody, saw everybody a great deal all the time. The conditions have been really brought brought about by the constant proximity brought about human behaviors, which we have now rules, and everybody says that that the older people say that's way to carry on, that are really no longer germane to the conditions that are permitted. And I began to realize that this that princess to me, having been born before flying for the Wright Brothers, it, to me it was a very extraordinary manner that a man could fly. <clears throat> and suddenly his first flying was fraught with many of And you admired very much the people who were able to, to accomplish it without, without failing. And my <clears throat> first automobile that I had, my first automobile, the the automobile tires with my first car would probably blow out within hundred miles. It was he was fun.
0: All right, folks. Well, uh, thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you
2: on the other side. Good night. Integrity Radio.